You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Meal. I'm director of the Global Mission Office, and our engineers this morning are Mike and Brian. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and this month we broadcast the third Thursday of the month from 8 to 9 AM. This month, we have with us three lay missionaries who recently participated in a mission immersion trip in Piura, Peru, which is in the northwest part of the country. We have Linda Shea, Lisa Phillip, and Patty Gleason. This mission trip was organized by St. Patrick Parish in Wadsworth, now known as Our Lady of Humility and St. Patrick Parish. And I believe participants came from other parishes as well to participate, and maybe even wider than that, and we'll hear more about those details in a moment. But this group was together in Peru from July 1st through the 8th, uh, and though some folks, and we'll hear about this too, are still there in Peru. So we're very lucky to be able to hear about their mission experience while it is still very, very fresh. So thank you for joining us, and welcome, Linda, Lisa, and Patty. Nice to have you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's good Thank to be you. here. <laughs> Thanks. So I was first introduced to this mission relationship uh, with Santissimo Sacramento Parish, which is uh, the Most Blessed Sacrament Parish in Piura, Peru, by Mike Molly, who is the leader of the Peru Mission Ministry at Our Lady of Humility in St. Patrick Parish. Unfortunately, he was unable to visit to, to be with us today, but he did participate in the trip with all of you. So I'm, hopefully you'll have a few things to say about him. And I understand this ministry has an almost 20 year history. This is an, a very uh, amazing tribute to this commitment to mission uh, here in our archdiocese and specifically the communities there in, in Wadsworth and beyond. So let's get started. So might be nice just to kind of have a little more information about each of you. So I ask you, if you would, please just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your own background, your involvement at, at your parish, um, and anything else you think that's relevant. So Linda, if you would start. Well, thank you for asking. My name is Linda. I'm a member actually of Prince of Peace Parish in Lake Billow, which is close to St. Patrick's. Mm -hmm. um, 
in 2019, our parish joined with St. Patrick's for the first time, and we had 10 people from our parish participating in the mission event. And um, it was a very exciting um, possibility. Just a, a brief point of history. When I was in seventh grade, my former fourth grade teacher, Sister Kateri, had been um, uh, commissioned to go to Iquitos, Peru, Iquito, excuse me, along with four or five other sisters from her community. And that kind of sparked in my heart the desire to, to someday go to Peru. Mm -hmm. Little did I know how that would take shape. Right. So in high school, I studied some Spanish and did that sort of thing. But my life took different different avenues. So mm -hmm. um, that's was the connection I had when it became available. I was free and took the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and are you involved in the other ministries at the parish or any other? Types um, I've worked in RCIA. I've done the Archdiocesan Scripture School and have done some Bible study on I'm a choir member and a cantor for our parish. Wow. All right. <laughs> you have a lot of different things. I think that's what mission does. It gets you involved in a lot of different things. Um, that's great. Okay. Lisa, would you tell us about yourself? Uh, so I'm Lisa Phillip. I um, have been a member of St. Patrick's Parish for about 15 years. And it actually was this trip um, through Deacon Ed that really set the trajectory for the rest of my life and the rest of um, not, not only personally, but ministry and, and what I've gotten involved in. And since then, I've made many trips here um, in regards to ministry. I've been heavily involved in evangelization, things like Light of the World um, for many, many years, um, prayer ministry, healing ministry. I also worked for the Archdiocese for a while as the Director of Evangelization and Youth Formation at a parish, um, been a community minister, um, spent a lot of time here in Peru doing mission work. So I've, I've done a lot. Yeah. And you're still in Peru right now, right? <laughs> I am still in Peru. Going I've been us? here now five and a half months. Wow. Okay. And we'll hear a little bit more about how that works and what the different kinds of ministries you've been involved in beyond just this one particular uh, visit that the group from here uh, took. But um, wonderful. I mean, it sounds like that, that this mission in Peru is really something that um, has... Uh, inspired your heart and really um, taking your full attention and your full energy right now, which is wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then Patty, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Um, my name is Patty. Um, you know, right now my uh, biggest ministry is being a grandma um, and my most favorite. Uh, but uh, I have been in a uh, the ministry of, um, I've been a catechist um, to seventh grade um, Sunday school for 30 years, um, a Eucharistic minister. Um, uh, the last four years, actually, I'm still teaching. Um, so actually, I'm in my 34th year um, of teaching Sunday school, um, but I am currently in the sacramental prep class, which um, helps students from basically school age, the beginning of school age, maybe second grade to sophomore, junior year of high school students all in one classroom who have been baptized, but have not um, had any of the other sacraments. So um, it's, 
it's challenging for sure. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but for me, um, I moved, my husband and I and our family moved to um, Zion uh, uh, in 93. So we've been at St. Pat's for uh, 20, uh, 29 years. Um, but when we moved up here, we weren't sure which parish to go to mm -hmm. between OLH and Our, Our Lady of Humility and St. Patrick's. Mm -hmm. And I was born on St. Patrick's Day, so it was kind of a given thing to sure. end up at St. Patrick's. Yep. <laughs> Made a lot so. of sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so impressed with everybody, you know, having all these different ministries that you've been involved in. I think it's it's key that you've been involved in evangelization and catechesis, uh, sharing the faith, because this is really, of course, what mission mission in the broadest sense is about, but then also especially global mission, mission going to uh, away from our homes, going forth uh, in mission um, is really essential. So uh, I see how all these things overlap. It's really wonderful. Um, you know, so um, Lisa shared that she's she's been to Peru a number of times, and so she probably has a little bit of a different perspective. But I, I wonder for those, so, the, so Linda and Patty, had you been to Peru before this trip in July? This was my my fifth or sixth at this point um, trip yeah. to Peru. Uh -huh. And it was my second trip to Peru. Oh my gosh. We're talking to people who've had lots of experience then. Um, and I know there's this has been an ongoing relationship too with the parish and, and um, an ongoing uh, mission trip experiences. Um, but maybe thinking back on your first experience then, um, did you have certain expectations and did your your initial and then these ongoing experiences in Peru um, sort of surprise you or take you somewhere you didn't know? Whoever would like to go forward and, and, and share. Did you have any uh, surprises on your first mission experience? Uh, I'll go. Um, it was a very big eye-opener. Um, I uh, had been teaching... Uh, vacation Bible school for 18 years um, on an Indian reservation up in Lac de Flambeau. Mm. And, um, and for me to end up, um, I, I shouldn't say end up, uh, God's grace and Deacon Ed's gift um, for me to be able to go to Peru for the first time, I tell you, it was it was the biggest and most adventurous trip that opened up my eyes to the realization that the people in Peru have an abundance amount of faith mm -hmm. over from what I see here. Mm -hmm. And that was that was probably the biggest thing for me to see that they had the least amount of things. Yeah, resources. Or, yeah, resources. But their faith was nothing that I had ever seen before. Right. Mm -hmm. That taught me a lot. That 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 was an eye-opener to knowing that here these people 
love to sing and and be joyful and they have so little Um, now, I, I know that the other two, you might have something more to add, but I think we're going to take our first break, and then you can, I'll ask that question again, if you, if you either of you would like to share a little bit about your first impressions and, and experiences, your surprise. But we're going to take our break right now, and we'll be right back to continue our discussion with lay missionaries who have visited Piura, Peru. Stay tuned. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach, apply today at artchicago.org slash school jobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 
Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office. I have with me Linda Shea, Lisa Phillip, and Patty Gleason. They recently participated in a mission trip organized through Our Lady of Humility and St. Patrick Parish. And just before our last break, we were just getting to know these three lay missionaries. And um, I asked that question because it sounds like all of you have had more than one experience in Peru, uh, where you you just returned uh, earlier in July uh, from a mission experience, or two of you have returned. Um, And um, I asked that question about, well, on your first experience, you know, what was the most surprising thing? Um, Or what really has uh, sort of unexpected, something that you had expectations before you went, and then when you were there, you were, um, your mind was changed. So I wonder if um, anybody else would like to add to that, uh, what we heard before the break. I would. Yeah. One of the things that really touched me um, the first time was all the parties and the celebrations as we would go out to different villages. Mm. And there'd be, um, we'd do a mass together, and then we'd there'd be a fiesta or a party or a dance or something. And there was this one evening where there was this whole evening of song. And there's one gentleman, I forget the the village that he's in, but he sounds like um, um, Frank Sinatra and just enjoys delighting in singing and entertaining. And there was this one little girl that came and sat on my lap and I had no idea who she was, but the loving embrace and just the the contact the the touch the presence of one to another Mm. is amazing and and out of that came my big takeaway especially this year that mission is not what we give to somebody else mission is an experience with one another creating together and realizing god's presence among us as we build a better world for each other Mm. they gift us in so many unknown ways um when we delivered food to this family here that's on the screen now just the joy that comes through in being able to share family to family and be in touch with your families throughout the year and and see what happens and how they grow and the affection that you see among many of the people who've gone so many years have these deep bonds of friendship yeah 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 i I was just going to say that having especially that image of a little girl coming and sitting on your lap you don't know who she is she probably doesn't really know that much about you, but it, it's sort of like, I don't know, the word that came to my mind was that you were sort of disarmed. You were kind of like surprised by that and so warmed and, and, and opened to what then may come um, that this is this is mission in a nutshell. Yeah, I really think there's a lot of mutuality in it. You think I'm coming to do this or I'm coming to get to give or to to be something and then then you just get so disarmed in saying oh you know it isn't just about me doing or giving it's about us just being together and then the the giving and receiving that may come from that um you know mentioning that many of you have been multiple times and and um that uh lisa's there in peru still and has been for some time um you know, it, it brings to mind, and we've been talking about this, there's a history um, of this relationship um, between um, St. Patrick's uh, and um, Santissimo Sacramento in Piura, Peru. 
and uh, it goes back almost 20 years. So I, I was thinking that we could talk a little bit about that history, and uh, you, you've mentioned some of these sort of specific ministries and um, relationships. You mentioned Deacon Ed Tomkowiak, who has been uh, the leader for many, many years, unfortunately has since passed away. Um, but who was instrumental in, in the development of this. So I wonder if whoever would like to speak um, could say a little bit about this relationship um, as it has developed over these years. Have any of you been involved since the very beginning or early years? I would say for me, I probably came in after five years of Ed actually doing the trip. And maybe what a lot of people don't know is that how Ed came on the trip was it was after his first wife had passed away and his son who lived in Oklahoma had on the trip and invited him and said, dad, you, you have to come on this trip. And so Ed had come down, had a really great experience and then felt called to bring it back to St. Patrick's and let a small group down the first few times. And we've had anywhere, I think, from up to 50 missionaries come down, um, as small as maybe eight or nine. So each year it was it was different, right? Um, but just slowly it grew over time. And many missionaries came for the first time. Many have been repeated missionaries. There have been missionaries both from St. Patrick's as well as other parishes like Linda, Prince of Peace and other parishes, as well as Ed has opened it up to um, other people who were not Catholic. Christian, I, I know for my very first time, this trip was my very first experience of ministry. And I was not a member of St. Patrick's Parish. I was going through a very difficult time in my life. My, my marriage was breaking up. And I was running away from, from myself. And I knew a friend that was coming on the trip and he contacted Ed and said, can Lisa come on the trip? And Ed said, yes. And I bought my ticket three weeks before the trip oh and just didn't know anybody, didn't know Ed, but Ed was this man that was like this eagle that just kind of swooped me under his wing. And I came down and had a really radical encounter mm -hmm. with Jesus that set the trajectory for my life, both in the people of Peru, mm -hmm. in Ed, at a healing mass, in the Blessed Sacrament, mm -hmm. in Father Joe. Um, it was just, it was really beautiful. So Ed was just, he was really open. He had a unique way of discipling people that was different than I would say from a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I think we actually have a short video clip or audio clip for those who are listening of Deacon Ed speaking about this mission trip. And it would be nice to hear things in his own words. Unfortunately, he has since passed. But uh, in honor and memory of him, maybe let's hear this short clip from Deacon Ed Tomkowiak. Ed Tomkowiak. And I have been privileged to lead the Peru mission trip for 19 years. If you are interested in becoming a missionary to Peru, you are considering a life-changing choice while you are helping the poor and marginalized with building bamboo shelters, distributing food and clothing, and visiting the sick. You are also being ministered to by the poor themselves with their prayers and abundance of faith. It is truly a wonderful thing to see the words of scripture come to life, see how they love one another. No one who has made this journey has come back unchanged and unmoved. Be assured that you will be well fed, 
will sleep in a comfortable bed and be able to attend daily Mass all in the safety of Santissimo Sacramento Parish in Piura, Peru. Wonderful. Yeah, so that's Deacon Ed himself describing uh, the value and the depth and the breadth of this mission experience uh, visiting Piura, Peru. Um, and, you know, I'm also struck by um, that this is more than just about physically going, as powerful as that is. And I, I hope that we'll be able to talk a little bit more in depth about what your most recent experiences have been. But um, this has been an ongoing relationship between two parishes, two community or multiple communities, not just two parishes, but um, people of faith. And uh, it's been mentioned already, um, the, the sort of family to family support, um, some of the other kinds of ministries that um, don't require physically going in order to participate in. So I wonder if somebody might be able to say a little bit about, um, apart from the mission visits, um, have there been other kinds of ways that this relationship has developed over the years? Whoever would like to speak. I know maybe, oh, go ahead, Patty. No, I was going to talk about the family to family program. Maybe you want to speak to that. No, you could go, you know, that's, you know, you've been around it more than I have. Um, so go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that has developed over time is out of Santissimo Sacramento, Father uh, Joe, who runs the parish here, who's the pastor, mm -hmm. has something called the Family to Family Program, mm -hmm. where an American missionary can sponsor, like adopt a family here in Piura, mm -hmm. and then each month that family gets um, subsidized food. So they get like a food drop of um, staples of food. So rice, beans, some milk, some oil that is not intended to provide for their entire meals, right? But a subsidy in addition to the job that they already have or the way that they're already providing for their family. And many, many parishes in America are supported um, or participate in this program. But St. Patrick's actually has the largest um, number of families. So out of the St. Patrick's parish, um, we support like I think 180 something families here in Piura. And many of these um, families that have been supported have been supported through American missionaries or just other lay folks that have not made the mission for several years. And you be it becomes a relationship, right? It becomes a relationship of love and prayer and support and families send back letters and photos. And you know, a great story that I, I remember many, many years ago, there was a, another missionary who came down here, had been supporting this family for many years. And when she walked into the woman's home, the woman said, I knew you were going to come. I've been praying for you. I've been praying that you were going to come. I just knew in my heart mm -hmm. that you were going to come. And that was very powerful for that missionary to experience knowing that this woman who she'd been supporting out of her own generosity had been praying for her to come so that they can meet and develop this further intimacy in a relationship yeah 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 this is what relationship means for sure uh, this ongoing prayer for one another the expectation the the hope of hearing and getting news and and um, building that trust and and honor between each other um, would anybody else like to add? There's another aspect to this too, and that's the vision that Father Joe brings to the whole parish and the relationship with 
with the larger community of Pira. Um, among some of the, the creative things that have happened under his leadership is the technical school. And right now they're in the midst of um, finishing the, a project of building a mechanic shop next to the automotive school that will enable both the students to participate in an actual workspace and provide a safer, cleaner space to, to repair cars and engines without all the sand and dust and dirt that happen on the roadside. And so organizations like Rotary um, combine across the country here with um, folks and goals that they set up in Peora. So sometimes it's one-on-one -on -one individual like family to family, and sometimes it's groups that meet uh, a greater need to, to help, as Father Joe says, build the culture, build the society. And that's part of what he sees the mission of the church there in Peora. Yeah, you know, I have to mention there's was a little bit more information on the St. Patrick website about this um, Santissimo Sacramento Parish and that the larger community there, that the types of ministries are offered are far beyond your typical parish ministries. They include, for example, agricultural support, hospice care, vocational training, as you mentioned, education, of course, medical services, mental health, rehabilitation, legal advice, the family to family support sort of social work kind of uh, ministry and and even the building of homes so this is this is very far far and wide and these ministries as you say are about individuals supporting or, or smaller groups families supporting one another but also organizations you would need that many uh, people involved all right well it's time for our second break but we'll be right back to continue our discussion of this mission trip and mission relationship in Piura, peru don't go away are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, 
pandemic capacity limits have been lifted and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. And I am here with three lay missionaries who recently experienced an mission immersion in Piora, Peru. Uh, these ladies are Linda Shea, Lisa Phillip, and Patty Gleason. They participated in a mission trip organized through Our Lady of Humility and St. Patrick Parish. Although St. Patrick Parish um, has the long history of many years of mission relationships and mission trips um, uh, organized for folks from the Chicago area here to be able to go and experience. Um, and we talked a little bit about um, the importance and the um, leadership of Deacon Ed Tomkowiak, who, um, although he has since passed away, was absolutely instrumental in um, many people getting involved and being touched and their lives changed through this uh, mission experience. So um, many of you, we also talked about, have been to Peru more than once. Um, this wasn't your first experience. And so um, I'm sure every time that you have that experience, it goes a little bit deeper. You see something different you didn't see the first time or you see something that now makes more sense or you, you hear God speaking a little bit more clearly. But I'd like to just talk about this most recent experience um, tell us, you know, what were you involved in while you were there? What was uh, going like? Um, and what has really touched you from this most recent experience going to Peru? Especially noting um, that over the last two years, I don't think that mission trips were so easily done. Um, so once you you can't have it, you know, it's a little bit different. So anyway, um, 
I'd just like to ask um, Patty if you would uh, tell us a little bit about your experience. Oh, thank you. Uh, my experience um, for this year, um, you know, you think that the the um, being there and building a house, the you know, the physical labor part is is the hard part, hmm. and you know, I think my faith was truly challenged in the trip from O'Hare to Peora. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, my trip was, you know, I thought was going to be easy, like the, the four other times that I had gone and, um, no, I was pushed to a limit that I hadn't been to. Um, I had gotten from O'Hare to New York and missed the connecting flight, um, had to spend the night at the airport, um, you know, and, with everybody connected, we we all connected on the WhatsApp um, app, and the the prayers that were sent. I think at each and every one of us that went on this trip um, uh, this year experienced some sort of um, uh, stress um, to a limit that we thought all right, God, what are you teaching us in this lesson here? Um, and for me, um, it, it, it was over and over and over, you know, missing my flight, then going to, the, you know, finding that there's no hotel for, for me to stay at, which sleeping at the airport um, was an adventure for me in itself. Um, and, you know, and every time I went and said, okay, now you can board. And then they said, sorry, that the plane was, it was full. So we don't have a seat for you, which then I had already lost a day and now getting ready to lose another day. And um, it was, had to, I, I walked probably at least four miles in the terminal um, in O'Hare or at, uh, in New York. Um, and so I got, I finally got to a spot where I asked, um, uh, you know, how am I going to get to Pura, uh, Peru? And I just sat and I prayed and, you know, and, and, and the prayers that were given to me, um, you know, Lisa, Lisa is a beautiful, she is amazing with her prayers and, and, and Linda and everybody support Mike, you know, uh, 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 Maria Martina, um, Paul, um, you know, everybody, Joyce, everybody that was on this trip, Kelly, um, Kelly, all the encouragement that everybody gave that said, you know, we're praying for you, mm -hmm. you know, it, it just, I, I was getting close to feeling like I was going to end up like just wanting to go home um, because it just wasn't going to work. Um, so in the long run, uh, I got a ticket um, and I got on the plane, but in that short amount of time, which doesn't normally happen for me, this floodgate to write this little mini story um, on the plane and this is how it went and it was and, and I put it on the WhatsApp so everybody could hear it 
I said, okay, kids of Christ, I have a little story to tell you about a man named Mark. Mark was a little man, but he was very smart and he has a really big heart. One day, oh, I'm sorry, I lost my little little piece there. Um, my, here we go. Uh, he came, uh, one day, this sweet and sensitive old lady came to his job because she needed help. This lady, Mark could tell, was filled with God's love, but she was sad. Mark asked her why she was sad. The lady said at the time she felt alone. Today was that day. Mark asked her what he could do to help her not be sad. She said, I miss my family and I wanna see them. Mark thought about it and said, I believe I can help you. The elderly lady started to feel God's love burn inside her heart again. She said, you can? Mark said, yes, I can. How? She asked. Mark said, I always see you helping others and you never ask for help. Jesus asks, asked us to serve his people with love. She says back to Mark, Jesus always says, treat others as you want to be treated. Mark agreed. Mark then gave her two pieces of paper. She didn't understand. Mark explained to her that because her kindness to others, that this gift was to show her that her kindness is never forgotten by God. The elderly woman asked him to read it out loud. She did read it once and tears rolled down her face. Mark said, these are first class boarding tickets to Lima and then to Peora to go visit your brothers and sisters in Christ. You must hurry. Your plane leaves at 11.15 p.m. The elderly women felt God's arms around her and she knew she wasn't abandoned or alone. Did I tell you the elderly woman's name? Her name was Patty Gleason. And that was me. And I got a boarding ticket for first class that I had never been in before. And it just, I felt God's love as hard as it was to be at that airport for two days. He said, God said, just hold on because I got something great for you. Mm-hmm. And I got to Peora and, and everybody welcomed me when I finally got there. And um, it, it shows that, that you never give up, you know? Um, Deacon Ed brought me because there was a person who was going to go And at that point, I couldn't afford it. Um, And Deacon Deacon Ed knows that, you know, I am one who is constantly helping everybody else, um, you know, and teaching vacation Bible school and Eucharistic ministering and doing all these things and nothing for myself. And Deacon Ed said, Patty, I have a ticket if you would like to go to PR Peru and serve God. And, you know, I was like, okay. 
and um, I had packed my bags and I sat with him and we shared our granola bars um, on the plane. And at that point, I not only did I have an amazing connected connection um, with Deacon Ed that I didn't have before because he was my boss boss in teaching Sunday school. So we had this love. I don't want to say hate because that always sounds so nasty, but a love difference of opinion um, idea of things. And um, uh, but I could not love Deacon Ed any more than I did on that trip for him giving me one of the most biggest gifts I'd ever gotten in my life um, because I got down there and when I got down there and I worked and I did what, you know, all the different things that they've asked me to do at the end, I got my family to family, family, mm-hmm. um, you know, a mother with four boys, um, uh, the husband was, was away. And so to embrace my bigger family has been the greatest gift that that I had ever given, have been given. And, um, you know, I have said many times over that my cup definitely runneth over with grace and love. Um, um, even though, um, actually, it was several weeks ago that Deacon Ed's, Ed's wife told me, he goes, she said to me, she goes, Patty, you were the biggest pain in Deacon Ed's <laughs> rear end, but he loved you so much because he didn't meet anybody who could share God's love like you can. Wow. I got to say, you know, I, I can certainly understand that the experience that you had of thinking, well, maybe this is not meant to be. Maybe I'm not supposed to go because you're hitting all these barriers. And then God opens the doors, you know, when it really is right it will work. And, and even this earlier experience with Deacon Ed of you thought, well, I can't really afford to go. I guess I can't go. And then God opens the door. Um, it's very important. I think that we see these kinds of experiences with the eyes of faith, as you have said, and, and also this idea that mission and our love of Jesus is what brings us together. Even if we can disagree about a lot of other things. So thank you. Well, you know what? We have one more break. You can hardly believe it. We only have one more segment left, but we're definitely going to hear more about this experience in Pura, Peru. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. 
from the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger, to our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways, to our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. Hello, my name is Father Sergio Rivas, and I am the coordinator of the Consejo Hispano of the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am pleased to announce the celebration of our 21st annual Noche de Gala, an event that celebrates the very best of the Hispanic ministry in the Archdiocese. The gala will be held on Friday, September 30th, 2022. During our celebration, we will take a moment to recognize and honor Bishop John Manns for his many years of service to the Latino Catholic community. I encourage you to visit our website at consejo.archchicago.org for more information. We hope to see you there. Please save the day. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and I'm here with three lay missionaries who recently had the experience of a mission trip in Piura, Peru, uh, which was organized through St. Patrick Parish in Wadsworth. Um, and just before our last break, we were hearing about um, a little bit, because uh, you could write volumes about it, but a little bit of the experience that Patty had um, this past uh, mission trip and previous trips as well. I, I just want to make sure, because this is our last segment too, I want to spend a little time saying thank you to Mike Molly, who is the mission leader, the ministry leader for this mission trip at St. Patrick's, now Our Lady of Humility in St. Patrick's. And, and thanks to him for uh, connecting us. Uh, he reached out to me, and, and hopefully our office has provided some resources for him and vice versa. He certainly... Uh, connected us with you three um, for this show today. So uh, just thanks especially to Mike, who couldn't be with us this particular interview, but we're just glad for his uh, leadership. But I'd like to ask uh, Linda and Lisa, we'd like to hear a little bit from you too about this experience that you had in this most recent trip. Um, what has stayed with you? Um, Linda, please, if you would share. Well, the second time, um, I'm in better physical shape than I was the first trip. So I actually got to participate in building houses. And I'm a tomboy at heart, put a hammer in my hand and I'm happy. Uh, climbing ladders, doing all that sort of thing. So actually physically building with the folks and seeing how they do that and, and how you take a space and transform it. Granted, it's a dirt floor and a tin roof, but it becomes a home and a place where people make memories and share lives and doing it together. And I was just praying each step of the way, you know, as I would tighten the chapas, which are supports at the top of the, the bamboo poles to hold another pole mm -hmm. as you're tightening the wires. I'm going, 
God, may this place be a blessing for them. Let me do the best job I can because I know how much I like my house to be in a certain order and things to be done well. And just trying to share that same spirit of prayer and concern as we create or do something that helps, you know, another family take a step forward. Mm -hmm. We brought furniture one day back to a family and they were just in tears beside themselves. They had expected the home, but the gift of the furniture was just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And excuse the tears, but one, the father would say, you don't know how much this has changed my family's life, mm -hmm. the direction, the possibility. It was just, it was incomprehensible for him at that moment. It was just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. You think about a family, how much home a home means uh, to have a space for yourself, a place, like you say, to make memories and to care for your children. Mm -hmm. um, for a parent, how much um, to be able to do that is so important to them. Um, that's wonderful that you got to be there for those moments to to just witness those real reactions. Um, it's obviously had its impact on you too. <laughs> yes, very much so. But Lisa, would you share some thoughts and memories? Yeah, so can you hear me okay? There's somebody cutting tiles very loud. <laughs> um, We're okay. Yeah. I think that I'm a little different given that my experience is, is different. You know, the, my first trip I came, I had such a radical encounter and I, I really didn't know who Jesus was. So my trips were really about um, growing in my relationship with Christ. And in my second trip, I was kind of like, okay, Jesus, I know who you are, right? Like I'll get out of the boat and, and I'll go anywhere. And so came back several more times with the group and then really felt the Lord kind of calling me, um, out like away from the group and, and starting to do things um, a little bit differently. And so each time I've kind of stepped out and become more bold and just had a little more zeal and you know like linda said you know she's a tomboy at heart i i'm an evangelist at heart right mm -hmm. and so it's really about bringing helping people to encounter jesus in a way through his love and through his power and knowing that he is real and that then you cannot deny the reality of the fact that god exists right and so a lot of my ministry here is around healing prayer, um, going into homes, praying with people. Just recently over the weekend, I was out in a little village and was invited into a school of like uh, 130 kids and just talked about um, that God loves them and that talked about Jesus's healing ministry and talked about St. Francis Xavier, how he taught the children to pray and baptized, you know, 30,000 children. And, them. and so I taught the children healing prayers of command. There's no clinic out there. And so when people are sick, what do you do? You're in poverty, right? And it's very difficult for families to get to a clinic or even if they can to have the money to afford that. So really just to equip these pure hearts of children um, to know that Jesus can use them and he still heals today. And so taught them that and then sent them out. Um, but I would say this trip, my most powerful experience was um, coming to a home we were uh, distributing, we were uh, doing communion. And so I was with two other missionaries and we went into several homes and we walked into this one home and immediately I was kind of captivated by this little girl and didn't actually, I'll be honest, I didn't notice the man in the bed. 
and they're doing the communion and the liturgy and I was like, oh, I better pay attention. And so when I got up and saw the man in the bed, I knew this man. I had prayed with this man probably five to eight times over the past four years. And although I've seen miracles, no, this man was not healed, but I knew in my heart that this man had been praying for me. And when I asked the translator, is he praying for me? And the man's, I'll get weepy. The man says yes every night. Mm. And although the Lord didn't heal him through, you know, my prayer or anybody else, to know that he's been praying for me was so, was such a powerful encounter of love of the Christ for Christ that day for me yeah. to know that this man is praying for me. And those graces mm. are which allow me to go out, right? Mm. And to, give to these children and serve other people and minister in, in the ways that I do while I'm here. It was just very, very powerful that day. That's probably one of my most memorable experiences in these five months of being here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is another experience of receiving, um, but a little bit unexpected, a little bit disarming. Um, I, I also think that there's something really important about working with children too, because I think in mission, as you said, they, they don't have a clinic nearby or they don't have, some resources that, that we would certainly count on here. Um, but working with children, inspiring and, um, and, and encouraging them in their spiritual journeys, their faith. Also, you're raising up leaders, future leaders, who may then work to bring about those resources that are so needed for human dignity and having good homes, having good medical care, education, things like that. So um, this is a gift to the future of the church I want to thank all three of you for being with me here today. Um, I just appreciate you sharing these these very um, fresh experiences, fresh reflections on global mission. I know this is, uh, as you've all been multiple times to Peru or still are there, um, an ongoing relationship. So I hope that we'll be able to continue to work together going forward. Uh, you know, we have one minute left, so we're going to have to have really short answers to this question. But would you recommend somebody else to go on a mission trip in the future? What would you say? <laughs> I would definitely say if you want to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, then you need to go on this trip because everywhere you look, there is Jesus all yeah. around you in every single one of those spaces. Um, yeah. And if you're in Peru or you know, even at the airport, <laughs> everywhere you go, Jesus is there. Yeah. And I would say for me, the answer is absolutely yes. And oftentimes people speak about the fears that they have. And I would say, take that fear to the Lord. Go before the Blessed Sacrament and ask him to remove that fear so that you can say yes and you can come because it's he who is inviting you, like Patty said, into a deeper place of relationship. Yeah. I would affirm that saying, yes, absolutely. Come and be surprised by the God of surprises because we do not know what God has in store. And it's always amazing. Yeah. Be, be open. Open your eyes. See with the eyes of faith. Salvation. Thank you. If you read the Psalm 40. Um, but, well, yeah, we're out of time. I'm sorry, Patty. But we will nope. talk some more later off the air. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And thanks to my guests one more time. Remember, always be on mission.